Hi, welcome to This Is Your Book Club podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jamie. Welcome. Hello. It's so good to be here. New year. January. That's right. (laughs) And boy, do I feel new. Yeah. No. Mm -hmm. Same old me. tired? (laughs) Very. Maybe. Very tired. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah. It was all good. Winter break, great. So good. Uh, Back to work, back to school, same. Yeah, January and February are like the longest months of the school year. So true. It are you looking forward though? We have a nice four day weekend in a couple weeks. Yes, but it's a work day for teachers, so I have a three day weekend. Oh, you have to be there. I have to be there on one of the days. But I don't home. have to be there with children. Such so a different that's kind a different of day. kind of work day for me. Yeah. I'll so actually nice. get a ton done, which is great. We're into the dredges of winter. Let's do it talk about books it's the perfect time yes to I've, read more books because it's too cold outside mm-hmm. i read so much over winter break i've really I made up too. for some really slow months before did you so, make did you reach your goal i did we didn't talk about this week because we weren't done with the year now we're done now we're officially done i did make my goal my goal was i think i said it at 104 okay books and I, I read 116 books. Nice. So I went over, um, but I had lowered it because I knew I was going to be going full time and mm-hmm. I didn't want to pressure myself, but I was still able to get it in there and get it done. I'm proud of you. Thanks. I did not reach my goal. I kind of knew I wasn't going to. And that's to, okay, too. But I got way closer than I thought I was going to. Fantastic. I, I My goal was 120 books. So you said it higher than mine, for sure. And I ended up reading 118. Oh, you were so close. I was super close. Yeah. But So that was kind of disappointing, because I was so close. But at the same time, no I'm like, I could like go and read a child's book. And like add it because I've done that before, and then I'm like, no, this is the honest. And it's okay, you can sit with that. But I will say, I miss the fireworks or like the Mm, confetti. That was kind of fun. I didn't get my. I got some confetti, but guess what? I'll send you a text with confetti, (laughs) and it'll make up for it. (laughs) No worries. Okay. Okay. But I, I will say, like, I thought I was gonna be closer to like 114, and so like I was busting them. I just. That last week of December after Christmas, it was like downtime, slow, and I busted them out. Yeah. And I loved every minute of it. Yeah. I enjoyed every book. Yeah. It was so nice. That's now good. I'm sitting here going like, <gasps> I have so many books to talk which about. Which one? I can't. Yeah. I have to talk about them all, but that's way too many. I got a white elephant gift that was a cross stitch, just like an old fashioned flowery cross stitch. Yes. And, um, so I started doing it. I've never cross-stitched before. I love cross-stitching. Oh my gosh. It's so addicting. But I haven't done it in years. I've never done it before. And I, I sat down. I'm like listening t- to books. And I'm just like cross-stitching away. I'm so proud of myself. That's awesome. It's Good so for you. Funny. How does it look? And my kid, it looks great. Awesome. And my kids are like, you are a grandma. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like. We're just getting ready. Yeah. But it is true. I just really enjoyed a cross stitch and some books over winter break. That's exactly, that sounds ideal. Ideal. It was. It was lovely. I love that. So, 
Okay, but I have a fun fact before we start talking about books oh, yes. today. Don't get too so far ahead. So our book for January is West with Giraffes. And our author on that is Linda Rutledge. And on her webpage, lindarutledge.com, there's a Q&A um, section. And I love when they ask authors about their writing process and they ask her about her writing process. Um, and it says... Okay, they ask her, what is your writing process? Do you get up in the morning and force yourself to write for a few hours or what? And she says, I've heard authors say that's what they do and it sounds horrible. Mm. If it's forced, how can it be fun? And it has to be fun. If not, why bother? I suspect such talk is a little posed as in sounding like what an author should be saying. The creative process should be a thing of wonder and of joy. It should not feel like work. You know, you could get more per hour working at McDonald's, she said. And I was like, really? Could you really make more than an author working at McDonald's? Hmm. That makes me a little sad for authors because they do such such a lively part of my life. Um, But then she says, no, the creative process is a thing of wonder and imagination and promise. No one else can do what each of us individually can do. Vision being such a personal thing. I can only hope that my vision is something that offers something new for each and every reader to consider because if not again, why bother? So she just wants it to be joyful. And if it's not joyful, then we'll go do another job that can pay me minimal from what it sounds right, like hopefully right. as she's written more and more she's making more off of it because i want her to keep going um but she i think it's i am not the type of person that would be like okay hey, i'm gonna wake up at six i'm gonna go for a walk and then i'm gonna sit down and write for two hours there is no way Mm-mm. when creativity hits i would sit down and write but that's why i wouldn't be a good author because i'd never get anything done yeah that's so true um, because I know, <laughs> but she so gets true. it done, but she only does it if it's enjoyable and not on a schedule. It sounds like so anyway, did you know, she's coming out with an op- a new book this month. I did read about that. I don't know um, it... something about a mockingbird, mockingbird, yes, mockingbird summer, summer. I just yes. noticed that I was like, Ooh, yeah. something to keep an eye out for. Right. If we like this one, we have another one to follow it up with. Absolutely. Yay. Very cool. So. Very cool. All right. So let's take a break. And And here, let's talk books. So excited. So much to talk about. Rock, paper, scissors. Who's going first? Oh, I don't care. (laughs) I'll go first. Okay, let's hear it. Okay, the first one I'm going to talk about is The Last Love Note by Emma Gray. Um, This is a new book. It just came out in November. You maybe have seen the yes, cover. Yes, I have seen the cover of that. Um, I can't remember where I first saw it. Um, but I, it's been. I was able to get it fast. I put it on hold pretty quickly mm-hmm. after it came out. Okay. And got it and read it and loved it. Loved it. Okay. I loved it. This is the story of Kate. And we meet Kate two years after she has lost her husband, Cameron, to, like, an aggressive, young Alzheimer's disease. Like, he was young, like, in his 30s. Mm -hmm. And they had a child who was maybe five or four when he died. Okay. So, 
and she was his caregiver, watched him deteriorate, and oh, you, she's so a mess. Awful. Like, yeah. everything in her life, she can't keep her work together, her house is a mess, she forgets things, she's always late. Like, just life is hard for her, and mm-hmm. she's lonely, and she misses her husband. She loved her husband. And um, we get to get glimpses of what transpired, because at first you know he's passed, but you don't know what happened to him, but you soon mm-hmm. learn um what transpired and it's her journey of realizing that she can have a full life even without him because theirs was a love story for the ages like yeah. so much love in their relationship and their marriage um and so it's hard to lose him and how she finds who she is without him mm-hmm. um how she finds her value because she feels really, like, out Where of control. Where is she now? Yeah. Yeah, like, she just can't seem to get anything right or do anything right. And she finds out who she is, where what her real goals are for life, not just getting through the day. Right. And Not just surviving. Yes. But living. Yes. I love it. And she has people in her life that are supporting her and who have supported her and love her and care about her. And... We learn more about those friendships um, and how they affect her and encourage her. I loved this book so much. I gave it five stars. Wow. I really, really loved it. Way to start off the year. I know. I know. I mean, you probably finished this in December, I'm assuming. But still, for the first podcast of the year, what's on your shelf, way to start it out. I just, I highly recommend this book because it's not just, um, it's very, it's very deep, mm-hmm. but not so deep that you feel like you're drudging. I laughed a lot, but I was also like really sad, sad for her, but I had a lot of hope for her and I was rooting for her. I, I just really, really liked the book and I don't want to spoil anything because mm-hmm. there are some things that were unexpected to me and at the same time I was like, of course, but I loved her journey. I loved mm-hmm. her journey. It wasn't what it's not just about love. It's not just about finding someone new. It's about her like finding herself and being a strong independent person, but also love. Like there's mm-hmm. still love, but it's more than that. Mm. It's good. That sounds really good. It's really and good. Five stars. It was really good. Yay. I don't think I knew what I was getting into, which is half the fun. Which that always makes it even better. Yeah. When you haven't heard a lot about it, there's Mm -hmm. been no hype. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm throwing that one out there. Okay. If you're looking for a, I don't know, it's hopeful. Yeah. And touching. That's awesome. The last love note. Okay. Great start. My first one is Family Lore by Elizabeth, Elizabeth Acevedo. I can see this cover in my head. Yeah. A wicker chair. Yeah. I don't know if you're younger than me, but wicker furniture was a really big deal at one point in my life. Oh, yeah. And I remember it being like, can I please have a wicker chair? (laughs) (laughs) Can I have a wicker chair? And this picture, the cover is a wicker chair. I think we all had Mm -hmm. in the late 80s, early 90s, probably. Um, So... Yeah, that brought back some family memories for me. Um, family Lore, it came out in August of this year, so a new book. 
and it is the story of this Dominican American family and it's told through the women of the family. So there's the matriarch, um, the floor, floor, and they, the accent is beautiful. And so I'm mm-hmm. messing up all of it. Um, <laughs> but she's the matriarch and she has this special gift that she can see when people are going to die. She knows when people in her family mm. are going to die. So the, and people know of this in her family that she's got this, this seeing gift and can kind of foresee it coming. Okay. Um, when she has these dreams or these visions, she decides that she doesn't want to waste her own funeral on her not being there. <laughs> she wants to be there for it because she wants it to go a certain way. I love it. And she wants to see all these people she hasn't seen in a long time because their family is from the Dominican Republic and then they've moved to New York. And so there's family in both places still. And she doesn't want her family to come to her funeral, but her not be there. Yeah. So she tells everyone and invites everyone to her funeral. <laughs> and she's like assigning them what to wear and she's working on the food and a speech and all these things. And the women in the family, like her sisters and her daughters are like, have you seen a vision? Do you know something? And she, she's not saying anything to them. She's just saying, this is what I want. I want to actually celebrate my life with the people I love that I haven't seen in forever while I'm actually alive. So instead of them coming when I die, they're going to come now. So um, that's the premise of the story. But as she's preparing for this faux funeral service, it's kind of going between her past in the Dominican Republic and present here, as well as with her sister's experiences in both. So it's kind of giving all of their points of view of maybe what was really happening when you look at all of them together. Mm -hmm. And then her daughters being in New York now, what they're going through and what you perceive of each other but what's really happening you know it just kind of goes into these relationships and um life in some ways is better in new york there's so much more to be grateful for but then still missing your homeland and the simple things and the foods and the you know the memories and the friendships and all of that so it's it's beautifully written as far as weaving those all those stories together because it is a lot of characters Mm -hmm. and it's future i mean it's present and past and so it's weaving times together it's done well um i i enjoyed it it was a great listen i gave it three stars um and it was a good a good three star i say a higher three star uh family lore by elizabeth acevedo awesome that sounds like a good one I like those epic dramas. Yes, 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 yes. It it really was, and it's one that at the time I'm like three stars, and then I look back at it, I'm like three stars. I'm still thinking about some of those situations. Yeah. So it's interesting rating that systems as well. Yeah. Um, but I do think there's a lot of books that follow this genre of storytelling, families from women's perspective past and present. So I think there is some redundancy with that. Sure. But if you aren't reading a ton of books, ah, this is a really good one. Yeah. That follows that pattern. There you go. So that's a great, I recommend it. Awesome. Okay. The next one I'm going to talk about is the secret of snow by Viola Shipman. Um, I'm talking about this one because we're finally getting snow here in Utah. 
Finally. And it's finally today. starting to feel like winter. Mm-hmm. Um, when I started reading this book, I thought it was a Christmas book. Okay. It is not. Oh. So it's just a winter book. Okay. Now, so it can be it read certainly like begins like the week of Christmas, but we are like through Christmas in a few chapters. Okay. Like a chapter. Done maybe. and over. Yes. And then we just are in winter. And then it's winter time. Okay. Um, this is the story of like 50-year-old Sunny Dunes is her name. Mm-hmm. And she is a weather reporter in Arizona. Okay. And she has been a reporter there, like a weather anchor for a lot of years. Doing great. Um, very successful, everyone looks. I mean, she loves Arizona weather, and it does well for her. Now, she is single, and she seems to be a little bit unattached to people, but happy in her life, successful in her work, and doing well. Um, Things fall apart at work, and she gets the heave-ho and doesn't react well to the news and kind of embarrasses herself nationally Ooh. okay Oops. and ends up back home in minnesota mm. because it's the only place in the cold worker she doesn't like the winter. snow she doesn't want to go home <laughs> from you arizona. find out that she avoids going home at all costs mm-hmm. um it's just not where she wants to be and you don't really know why just that she doesn't like it until the story progresses and it's the story of her trying to repair the damage she did in her anger in the last job mm-hmm. and prove that she's like a, a respectable weather woman mm-hmm. and also um, you're learning about why she's kind of isolated herself and being back home forces some healing and okay. how she heals from some past experiences that are not light the book is fairly light, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking about snow and a weather woman. Right. Um, but what happened to her isn't. Okay. And what she's been carrying with her is heavy. Okay. Um, and I I just found her so relatable. Like her, the way she handled her heartache and the pain that she was carrying was like so very understandable. Mm-hmm. And to carry it for so long. Right? Like, we do that. Yeah. We do that. And I just, I really thought, I was surprised it wasn't a Christmas book. I was like, oh. Hmm. It was after Christmas when I was reading it. So I was So it worked perfect I was like, yay. And, like, the magic of snow. Sometimes we forget. Like, it's cold and there's a lot of awful things about it. But it's wonderful and magical, too. Well, and don't you remember as a kid, like, the first time it starts snowing and you were sitting in class and saw it coming out the windows and everyone being like, it's snowing. (laughs) I love it. I love that memory. Mm -hmm. And I still, because I'm in the school building, and so it's just exciting. That first snow is. is super exciting. There's something magical about it. It is. And all the things that it brings. So. Mm -hmm. I can, I'll be the first one to say, okay, I'm all done. I'm annoyed. Like, snow, snow, go away. And then I read this book and I was like, oh my goodness. Like, snow is magic. Ooh, I'm going to need to read it because it's, it's the perfect really time fun. for that. I really, really enjoyed it. It's another one of those, like, healing, like, maybe that's the mode I'm in right now. Like, we yeah. can find a, a way through that may not be the way you expect and come out on the other end. Right. Anyway. It'll be good. It's good. I gave it four stars. It's called The Secret of Snow. 
Fantastic. Okay. I, the next book I'm going to talk about is called Horror Store. Horror Store? Horror Store. It looks, and if you look at the cover of the book, it looks like an Ikea magazine. It does. Okay. So it goes, it is. And it it looks like a Swedish spelling. Exactly. So it is the, the, okay, this is by Grady Hendrix, which you read a book from Grady Hendrix that, um, how to sell a haunted house that you hated. Oh. Right? Yes. Okay. So (laughs) it, there, I don't know what to think of. I didn't hate it. Okay. But it was weird. <laughs> that it doesn't It was so weird. Me. But at the same time, it was so unique that I loved. It takes place in a warehouse store that's like an Ikea, but it's the cheaper version of Ikea. So oh. it's like the Walmart of Ikeas. Okay. So there's, and they even talk about it. There's Ikea. And then there's this store, and I forget what it even is called in the book, but um, it's about these employees that work in this store, and um, <laughs> it's just <laughs> like, so funny what? because they they're like in the they're in the section, and they'll be like, "We're in the hog and dog section now." <laughs> I'm making that up. I don't know. In the you know the loop tan section and there was this going on there so it they're they're asked like some big wigs are coming to see the store in a couple days and they want the store to look great but they've had somebody there is signs of somebody breaking in is it overnight doll it is not a possessed doll that's what happened in the haunted house well it's a i don't want to give anything away (laughs) It is not, there is not a doll in this. Okay, okay. But, so he, the manager, whatever, assigns these people to stay overnight to make sure these signs of somebody breaking in or sleeping in the store isn't happening because they can't have that when these people come. Okay. So that's the premise of it. So they're staying, they're working an extra shift overnight just to patrol and make sure nothing goes wrong. And everything goes wrong. There's definitely something, someone staying in the store overnight and they're trying to figure out what's going on. They're running through the store from things. So it's like the idea of being in an Ikea and maybe it's haunted or there's somebody in there that's making it seem haunted or people that aren't supposed to be there. Things are going on that aren't supposed to be going on and you're just scared to death oh my gosh and so there it definitely is horror it's definitely <laughs> weird um but creative and kind of fun in a way too okay yes okay um i didn't know what to rate it okay <laughs> i'm looking at my rating right now i rated it two stars <laughs> but at the same it. time i didn't love it but at the same time i was like this, I, I wanted to love it because it looks, it's so placed. It's so visualized. Yeah. The iconic Ikea, the magazine, the furniture in it, the following the arrows on the floor. I don't know. You guys read it. Let me know <laughs> if you get something better out of it than me because there was so much to love about it. And then yet I didn't. So I, I just looked at his books like that he's Uh written yeah 
And he's also read or wrote the Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires. And that, people rave about that book. I've yeah. never read it. But it's I've been heard, on a list of mine forever. I just haven't gotten yeah, to I've it. I've heard really, really good things about it. As well, the Final Girl Support Group. I've heard good things about that one as well. Yes. So I don't know what to say. Hmm. I just don't. Interesting. Um, this one came out. I don't think I mentioned that. Um, it just came out. Oh, no, it did not just come out. It came out in 2014. This one's old. How did this end up on a list that I saw recently and I don't know and put it on my list? I don't know, but yeah, it it's it's an older book. It's been around for a while. Um, it was quick. It wasn't a long one. Sure. So I didn't, you know, I wasn't mad that I didn't end up liking it. Okay. I, you know, I, it was interesting and different and definitely that type. I was totally different. Hit the other yeah. book. horror store. Please let me know if you read it. Yes. And if you thought something different. Right. It was weird. <laughs> okay. Maybe that's his thing. Weird. Right? Yeah. Because How to Sell a Haunted House was totally weird. Okay. Yeah. Was, well, on I spot for his stars. next one. <laughs> Two, okay. So we're both in the same Grady like, Hendrix ballpark. Yes. Two star books. Because I have three friends who also read How to Sell a Haunted House. And two gave it four stars and one gave it three. I'm like, what is wrong with me? What? Well, maybe it's just not for us. I'm wondering the same know. thing now if I have other friends who. You're the only one I, who I know. I don't know that a lot star. of people that read horror are like this. Oh, I did have one friend read it. Uh, she gave it two stars. Same so as you. Same we're, as you. We're right on. There you go. There you go. Very okay. good. See what you think. Very good. Okay. Um, the last book that I'm going to talk about today is Looking for Jane by Heather Marshall. Um, this book I'd had on hold for a really long time. And so by the time it became available, I couldn't even remember what it was mm -hmm. about. So I was like starting thinking I was reading a World War II book. Oh, because that's exactly what it looks like. The cover. It a looks World like War that. II book. Yeah. It is not. So if it's you look not. at this cover, no, okay. right now. It is not, not a that. World War II book. Okay. This is the story um, about women in the 1970s who um, want abortions, but it's not allowed. It's, it's illegal. Mm -hmm. And they live in Canada. So this is happening, like, even in Canada, right? The same rules, same laws. And so what happens is, you know, these women are going to seedy places mm -hmm. and having them done, ending up bleeding out and dying themselves or yeah. getting awful infections and never being able to have babies again or whatever awful things. All the awful things when you make That might illegal. happen. Yep. And there was, like, an underground group of doctors who would perform them mm -hmm. after hours in a safe environment with anesthesia and all the proper clean tools, but they did it illegally. And so they had to be very careful because they could lose all of their licenses. Every, you know, they could go to jail. Right. Um, yeah. And so they had to be very quiet about it. You couldn't just go around asking, oh, where are those doctors? It wasn't well known. So what they started trying to do was spreading the word of you can call 
if you call a hospital and ask for Jane, I'm looking for Jane, ah, they would know. That, that was the code. Right, that that's what you needed. Now, some would, like, I don't know what you're talking about. There's no one by Jane, the name of Jane. Yeah. Or you'll find someone who says, oh, let me give you a phone number. You can find her here. And they could send you, Where you needed through the to right go. channels. Okay. So, um, but it's more than just the story. That's obviously what the story is mm-hmm. centered around. But you are learning of this, which I believe is a real life um, operation that was happening mm-hmm. through fictional characters and, you know, girls who, you know, need it, need the help. Right. Um, women who were pregnant and were not allowed to have an abortion and then put into homes for unwed women, mm-hmm. mothers, and then having to forced adoptions right mm-hmm. and um and all that that ensues inside of churches right like these churches right. would house women and then sell their babies making money off of yes and the women didn't get any money they that was their price they paid, paid for being to stay housed. there yeah it's really there was it was very eye-opening mm-hmm. i mean these are stories that i i'm not necessarily new to uh-huh but it was they were told in a really awesome like i just really loved it in a really good way very eye-opening very um my heart went out to these women mm-hmm. and all the the risks that they took to help each other it was it was very good i loved it i'd highly recommend it especially if it's a topic that you'd like to learn more about this is a great way to do it um when they put those fictional stories in there it kind of right. softens it you a little can really bit really learn about and maybe even think outside of what your opinion on this is, yep. which I think is the era we're in now. Right. We need to read more stories. Yeah. Because we need a better solution. Yep. Just gives you a different point of view. So let's look outside of our own selves. Mm-hmm. And the other interesting thing, which at the end of the book, the author gives just a note. Mm-hmm. And she talks about when she started this book, she was married, but she didn't have any children. And by the time she was finished with this book she's pregnant and getting ready to deliver so you know it takes a long time to write a book and edit the book and all the things that go into that and so even as she's doing edits she's doing them knowing that she's carrying a baby and the choice of abortion and how heavy that would be or adoption obviously she is married and wants the baby um but she talks about that and having those feelings it had in her writing this story anyway it's super good i gave it five stars it's just a really good one it's one of those that i feel like you know if you're only going to read a handful of books in a year and you want something that's going to stay with you and help you be like grow as a person or Mm -hmm. like i don't know this was one of those kinds of books yeah and so i don't everybody goes to reading for different things Mm -hmm. but if that's what you're looking for you will find it here right it's it's one that i think i'll think about and we'll if I ever hear about abortion or I ever hear about women's rights or I ever think about that, this is something that will ring in my brain and make me think. Make you think. Yeah. A, a broader perspective. Absolutely. Of the overall issues. Yeah. It's more, it's not so simple. Right. And so um, that's called Looking for Jane. Looking for Jane. I love it. I actually have it. I'm on the wait list for it. So Already. I'm excited yeah, for it. I'm trying to think. So this came out. Just February of last year. Last year. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's still a wait on it, so it's I'm good. still waiting. Yeah, I had a couple I had weeks. a good long wait for it. So I'm excited to read it. 
Worth it. Woo. Okay. My last one is Mother Daughter Murder Night <laughs> by Nina Simon. Now, this is like even the cover. I love it. It's like it looks like blinds and binoculars <laughs> peeking out through the blinds. Um, it's it's the story of a grandmother, the mother and the daughter. I and it's it. it starts out with the grandma and she is very successful, very proper, wears the right things. She does real estate in LA and high-end homes and so and she's super motivated and she's top of her game and she's mm-hmm. just doing it all. Well, um, very first chapter, she's diagnosed with um, with cancer and needs to go in immediately for treatment. And she knows she can't do this alone. She needs help. And so she goes to her, she drives down to her daughter. She calls her on the phone and says, I'm heading down there. Or she calls her and says, this is what I'm doing. I'm at this hospital. And somehow they come up with a solution that mom is going to come and stay with daughter. Now, they're kind of estranged. They don't have a great relationship. Um, and so it kind of goes back into their past and kind of explains to you why their relationship is the way it is. But um, now her daughter has this daughter that is a teenager. And so all three of them are in the house together, just these these women. And a murder happens, a body mm. surfaces. Um, and they, they kind of are in this beach town. The daughter does um, kayaking tours. She goes out or sail some kind of boat tours um, in the water. That's her job. And she goes out and does that. And um, there is a man found um, floating in the water who is deceased. And they, because she was there with a guy, with a group, she was guiding a group on these um, boat tours. um, And it's somebody in her tour that finds him. She's immediately questioned as well. Like, how did you did you let the tour go out that far were you you know like what did you do wrong that led to this so she's immediately looked at and she's a teenage girl and um and so she's obviously stressed and distraught about it and grandma's home with nothing else to do as she's recovering not feeling great um still doing some of the chemo treatments and whatnot and mom's working and trying to keep her daughter and her mom out of trouble and out of mischief and doing what they're supposed to be doing. And so it it's funny. It's, it's a lighthearted whodunit and just a silly, unlikely story of a mother, daughter, grandmother, but a fun that they kind of come together in trying to figure out what happened. Oh, I love it. I gave it three stars. It was enjoyable. It was sweet. It was an easy read. Yeah worth it it's a good one to put in between some of your heavier ones um again mother daughter murder night by nina simon fun yeah it was fun it gives me like vera wong's exactly vibes yes and i haven't read that but that's exactly what i was thinking too like yeah it it goes right along with those because i think there's a few others that are like that that we've read recently um and it just goes right along with that genre of a book and it was very enjoyable yeah i love love you have i I love a story with a grandma i know and a granddaughter and Mm -hmm. then throw mom in the middle and i i love it that the generations learning from one another and um it was great it was lighthearted and great so so fun i loved it awesome so many good ones yeah 
We would love to hear from you. Let us know if you've read these or if you have recommendations for us. You Please. can find us on Instagram or Facebook. You can email us at thisisyourbookclubpodcast at gmail.com. Please rate, subscribe, share with your friends. Thank you to Amphibious Zoo for our music. And we'll see you next time. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jamie. And, and this, this is, is your book club. club.